Welcome to the ABC edition of Daytime Confidential, the only podcast of its time. Good evening, I'm Belinda. And I'm Luke. On today's podcast, we're discussing JR and Ava's inappropriate chemistry on All My Children, Tommy's paternity almost revealed, and Sam and Lucky on General Hospital, and much, much more, so stay tuned. Belinda, another week, another ABC episode. Absolutely. One more for the record book. And with us, another guest. Danielle, welcome. Thank you. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. It's nice having you on. It's been a little bit of a while, so it's nice to have you, and we'll have a chance to visit about some of the topics that you're, that's of interest to you. Um, where do you guys want to start? All My Children, One Life to Live, or General Hospital? Oh, let's start with All My Children. Okay. Danielle? I know you. I know you watched um, all my children. Did you get a chance to see Jr. and Ava this last week? Yes, I did. And did were were you like me, thinking that they had amazing chemistry, but also somewhat inappropriate chemistry? I, yeah, I did. It was kind of you were going. You know, they're they're really good with each other, but you're going something's wrong here. <laughs> this is this is not right, and you're, you're just thinking, ew. I want to see it, you know. It's yeah. I, my eyebrows shot right up into my hairline after about the first three sentences. I was like, "Oh boy, this is not what they meant." On one hand, it was like, "Okay, these two could be siblings where they're fighting, or else mm-hmm. these two are people who are in love with each other but don't want to admit it and are fighting because of it." And it was like, "Yeah, I didn't like her when she was with Jonathan because of the age difference." And That's I don't want to admit to sort of liking her with Jr., but the character seems to have way more chemistry with Jr. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's and you're kind of thinking, but this is wrong, and this doesn't look right. But but yet they do have chemistry, and and I and I you know Jacob Young is such a good actor, so he he could be with anybody, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I just I didn't like Jacob Young as Lucky on General Hospital. Oh no, go no, no, oh, no, no, heaven no. Uh, I but, do think that his acting has improved so much, uh, but I'm not sure. I think it's just the, the two actors together, um, Levin Ramblin and Jacob Young. They just the scene played off so naturally well, and this that is the, it gave off a wonderful vibe. To me, mm-hmm. this is the first character interaction that the character of Ava has had with another character that actually I enjoyed. I haven't enjoyed anything of it with Jack and Erica, Greenlee, Kendall, anybody. You go down the line. I have not liked her chemistry with anyone. And then she has this amazing chemistry with JR, which is oh so inappropriate. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know if I, oh, I don't know. I just have shivers because it, the moment I start thinking about it, it's like, I didn't like her with Jonathan if I because of the age issue. Yeah. If, I, if I start thinking about the fact that it's the age issue, then by definition, I can't like JR and Ava together, but there's some potential there. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, I thought so too, and I think it's the, they really have pulled us in with the different ages of Lily and Ava. I think that's my excuse. That's what I'm telling myself about <laughs> Lily Viking. <laughs> I like you to convince yourself. <laughs> and that, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, Ava's, um, for the first time, her being written older worked for me. How old are they supposed to be? She's two years older. She's okay. 18, I think. Yeah. Ava's 
be 18. But JR's, okay. JR's like 26 or 7, isn't he? I have no I, idea. I think so, because I thought I heard Babe one time say she was like 28 or something. I don't know. Maybe I heard it wrong. But I know it's it, it just, I, I wasn't sure how old uh, Ava was supposed to be and how old Lily was supposed to be, because they weren't born at the same time, right? Or no, were, Ava's okay. like a year or two older. Okay. Because they're not twins. They're just really close-looking relatives. Well, with that, all the time. Yeah. with that German shepherd hair, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have German shepherd hair. Nice. Well, also this last week, um, Belinda, you were mentioning the fact that you were wanting to discuss um, the whole Tad and Crystal living in a rain. No, wait, that was Danielle. Sorry, Danielle. I think it was Danielle, but that's okay. Uh, sorry, I'll discuss it. Uh, sorry but about she that. She probably does want to discuss it well, anyway. I, I, I know. <laughs> I was just trying to give credit with who came up with the topic. So, really Danielle, what is, what's up with Tad and Crystal, and what what's your, your thoughts on them? Well, I, you know what? I I like them as friends, but I don't want them living together. I, Andrew, Tad is, like, trying to make up for the fact that, number one, he doesn't know where Kate is, and God only knows if we'll ever kn- kn- if he'll know where Kate is. You know, right now she's in California. Yeah. At first, I, right now I don't care because it's Amen. like. <laughs> and then you know, there's Colby who can't decide whether she wants to be with her father or she wants to be with, you know, in Crystal's house, and you know she calls her. And then there's Babe who rightfully so should live with her mother and you know her son, um, but it's like Tad is trying to form this camaraderie against Adam to say, hey, you know. You know, look what I got. And it's just... It feels you know, like he's trying to collect Adam's family. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know me. When it comes to Tad versus Adam, I'll always come down on the side of Adam. Always. Right. Uh, and and was, it, I just don't... And you know what? I was kind of hoping that Crystal would, would say, no, I don't want to live with you. I, I just, just feel I bad like for Adam. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, I what think did that's you, supposed to be what I what we're feeling, and I do. They've, they've pulled me in with that. What do you mm-hmm. think of the whole Tad and Sean conversation about Colby this last week? Oh, that was hilarious. I mean, it was it was just funny. And, and you know, I mean, Michael United is an amazing actor. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. And he just, he, he it was just like he was actually really talking to him. You know, like, hey, you know, you got to watch yourself around this girl. You're going to have to go through me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like all the right moves. It was a very... Um, well played out scene. There was a, the excitement of people moving in together and new beginnings, mm-hmm. and it just seemed very bittersweet with Stuart there, which you know, was Adam for a bit. Me of Adam, exactly. Which uh, I tuned in a little bit late, so I didn't realize at first that it was Adam pretending to be Stuart. But how sad is it that this um, person, Adam, that is this great businessman? I mean, apparently, correct me if I'm wrong. But this, he's a force to be reckoned with in the business world, and he's so rich and successful. But to have any interpersonal interaction, he has to pretend to be his disabled brother. Well, I think that they're trying to show his vulnerability, you know. Um, they're trying weakness. to redeem him after basically yeah. abandoning Crystal. Right. But, Which he had every right to. But. Yeah, see, I have no sympathy for Crystal, even no, if she wasn't. No, neither do I. <laughs> But it just sounds like that she came out of that whole thing. She's the one smelling like a rose, and Adam and, lost everything and is being made the bad guy. Right, well, and I think that's wrong. I do. Well, you know, I'm, it's like I'm really hoping that they do something to take and supposedly we were supposed to be getting this storyline about um, Adam taking back Chandler Enterprises. Well, Zach's dealing with all this. Well, 
hell, half of what Zach's been dealing with is almost over in terms of, like, the hospital stuff, and he's going to be going back to work here pretty soon. It's like, um, Adam better steal his company back ASAP or else he's not going to have a chance. Yeah, really. Barry better get filing the paperwork. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's going a little slow. It well, does, and I think that's because the writers had to pick up where did when did they come in? Did uh, they have to pick up where the they, the others left off or something? Well, the writers came in and they had to pick up the storyline that had been put in place with the whole. Okay. Fact, I mean, with Zach and Kendall and Greenlee and all of them. Um, I'm not sure what how much of the whole bringing Adam to his knees they were involved in. Okay. I'm not sure on the specifics on that, but. That sort of brings us to another topic, which was a hot topic in the forums this last week, because on Friday, um, Joshua2854 made a post about how he loved Friday's episode. And, Danielle, apparently you agree with him, as did some others. I did. What did you think of it? I guess I I liked the fact that it was different. Um, It was something that I hadn't seen on All My Children before. you know, they did try something new as far as they were showing how the actors really felt inside, all their anxieties, all their fears, all their hopes, and and, and I thought that was good. It was better than it, it, them screaming at each other and pointing fingers and then you're trying to follow the dialogue. You just knew how they felt, what's going on inside their head right now, because they were all scared, you know, so... I, I missed I, that. So this was the characters speaking to the camera? Yeah, yes. they were speaking to the camera, yeah. And... and, and to- See, okay, Go keep going. No, keep going, because um, I'll have I'll ha- to catch that on uh, the morning's episode. Yeah, I, I guess I just thought, you know, for the first time, it's like Ryan, he was helpless and he couldn't do anything. Well, the only and good... And they were... Go ahead. The, the, to me, the only good thing about it was the fact that Ryan finally admitted that he put every single one of these chain of events into action when he jumped right. off the cliff on the bike. But other than that, I couldn't stand it. To me, it was like a sixth-grade production of Shakespeare, and I was expecting Queen's English, or it was go- going to turn out to be a really bad version of the vagina monologues, and it was what they were trying to do. I mean, it was just terrible. The lights all went down whenever it went around them. Ryan's eyes got huge, and it was like, okay, it's like this whole thing is – I was. this is something that I might expect on Passions – yeah, I realize that they did it for the intensity, and I realize that they could do the dialogue well. If I mean, it could have been a great monologue, but the whole effect of it all just did not ring true for me. And while I did enjoy you some of the things, it felt they, forced for you, Luke. Well, I don't know that it would say it's. It seemed too over the top. It doesn't seem all my children. The great thing about all my children that even when it's been really bad that they've excelled at is when you have one of these storylines that brings all of these characters together. Usually in the hospital, you'll have these scenes where, or it's either in the hospital or the Chandler Mansion, you'll have these scenes where there's like five or six people and the dialogue is going back and forth, and it's really well written and everybody's playing off of each other really well and when i was looking for improvement in all my children i was expecting better dialogue but instead we get one episode i mean episodes that basically involved seven characters and it was monologue and i literally i mean it was just they were each on screen by themselves yeah they're taking that from gh i guess because they do a lot of that i, 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 I like it i thought they did a good job with it though I did. I like the fact that Zach finally admitted that Ryan started this all 
And I like I like the fact that even Annie was like, you know, we kind of knew found out something about her. You know, but see, that's she didn't want them to find out, you know, what what happened in her past. Why did because all this time to... she's been Miss Mary Sunshine? But why do we need to know about Annie? I mean, well, why she... wouldn't we? But she's not a core. Would... She's not a core family member. She. I mean, she's Ryan's wife. She's not connect. Other than the fact that she's the wife of the person whose son, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I don't know no, what but, to say. But I always thought that hearing, you know, the backstory about any character uh, helps you to flesh out how you're feeling about what they're going through now, though. Right. And it makes you decide later on if you like them or not. So. You know. Well, I've I've come to the conclusion, I mentioned this on the um, main um, the main podcast, I think, this week, that they made a terrible mistake when they chose to cast the actress who plays Annie as Annie. They, she should would have made a much better Greenlee. I, I've heard that mentioned several times. You're not the only. Yeah, you're not the only one who say that. that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just couldn't really get. I was watching Greenlee have a little breakdown when Aiden oh, told geez. her that that the baby was deaf, and I thought, uh, that's just. You're only upset because you're the one that that made the baby deaf, not because the baby's deaf. Get over it. Well, right. speaking of babies, word sort of out on One Life to Live that Tommy and TJ are one and the same. Yeah. And hit it hit the fan, and apparently people are doing what are going to do whatever it takes for, at least Michael seems to be going to do whatever it takes to keep the secret from getting out, even if that means arguing with his brother vehemently. What did you guys think of it this week? I actually looked at, uh, at John, and I thought, oh, that... It humanized him for me because he's such a law and order guy. Um, he's always the guy, well, I can't help it, Mom, that you're going to do 30 years in jail if I put this report in. That's my job, and I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. And now this is his nephew who he's formed an attachment for, and he knows what the baby means to his brother. But it is this baby that this other guy thinks is dead, and just it made me feel for John for the first time well and i you mentioned this before the podcast but i i wanted to bring it up because in on the general hospital forum we had had a debate going on on which you and i were on opposite sides of the table in terms of whether or not a character needs to be a whether or not we need a large percentage of good guys versus bad guys. It's my good guys. guy fighting the death. Thank Ex- you very much. Exactly, because, <laughs> I mean, McBain is a good guy, and you said... And uh, we hate him. And yeah, exactly. So, I do. I mean, he's so dull and boring, and, and his over-the-top angst is uh, makes me want to, you know, smack him. Well, and and that's and that's one of those things where it's like, that that he is a perfect example of, to me, why it's, while it's nice to have good characters... If you leave them just good, they end up being bad, if that makes sense. Because he seems so sanctimonious about it. Oh, yeah. I do think he needs a little to have a little depth fleshed out. But I also hate to compromise my argument for some morals. <laughs> because I, 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 do, I would like to see some accountability. I don't want to give up my quest for uh, you know, a little bit more decent acting people on the shows. Uh, just because McBain and Robin Scorpio are boring me to tears. Oh, yeah, you and me both. I don't want to segue into General Hospital too quick, but, okay, how about Natalie? She's she's a perfect example of a quote-unquote good girl, and she's a freaking idiot for the second I've week in the row. Seen, 
I've never seen Natalie as a good girl, as a good person character, because she came in as a con woman um, pulling a con, and that, that that's not where my good girls start out at. You know, uh, once I, again, you Robin. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I said ow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Using Robin as our good girl gauge. You know, she's been on the show since she was a child, and um, her first lover gave her HIV, and she's just very sympathetic. And and uh, Natalie was none of those things for me. She came in trying to con money out of out of them, uh, the family there, and found out she was one of them. And that just doesn't qualify as a good girl. So then, is there she's any chance? All on her own. Is there any chance that someone like Star could be a good girl for you? Because I mean, she's done some very interesting things in her young life. Star has made some amazing choices. Star is one of those people I figured never had a chance. When you've got parents like Todd and Blair, how she. <laughs> If the girl will stay out of prison until she's 21, I would be amazed because they, you know, it's totally whatever they want and whatever they have to do to get to it, which is one of the reasons I really wish that they would conspire to keep baby TJ away from Todd. <laughs> well, he's already, he's already got two children. What's he need a third? I mean. Well, and did you add, it was quite a while ago, but did you see the scenes when he was pouting about his baby being dead and he was in Carlotta's uh, diner? No, I didn't. Cafe. Well, he's in there and he's acting all surly and being Todd-like. And and uh, Marcy brought Tommy in and they were sitting across the aisle from him and and he, she was just chatting to him, baby. And he was so mean to her and so rude to the baby. It's like he could have cared less about that infant as a person. Well, Todd's and just so self-obsessed. I know. It's one of the things I can't stand about him. But he was just like telling her, like, well, you know, Marcy, can't you shut that kid up? You know, you got to, why can't you keep your kid at home kind of thing? You know, how, why do I have to put up with your kid here? I'm, I'm sitting here being miserable. Why do I have to put up with your kid? I just want to discuss it in briefly just to get your thoughts on it before we move on to General Hospital. But we discussed it a little bit in the main podcast, but I figured since I know that Belinda watches um, One Life to Live, and I, I'm sure even if you don't, um, Danielle, that Tuck Watkins is someone that you would tune in to see. What do you think of the rumor about the fact that he could be getting a full-time contract? Um, I think that'd be wonderful, and I would say it's about time. Would you I'm tune thrilled. in to see him? Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I like, I like, I used to like One Life to Live, but then they, you know, they had such a diverse cast, and and I apparently are they coming back to that now? I mean, and I They're stopped fine. watching it. Be- well, I just I and that's the thing. I stopped watching it because it was like they started to focus on just Jessica, and I saw the whole Tessica or what, it, what Jessica yeah. Tessica, what the heck it is. I don't know. And it's like, oh, geez, you know. And I I just I stopped watching it because I thought it was silly. You know, I almost no quit watching when they focused on the Santi family. Oh God, that was horrible. I, it was very close oh. for me to watching them. I became uh, a, a part-time person. See, I, and for me, I stopped watching when they destroyed Dorian and David at the wedding. That's mm. when I stopped watching, oh, and then I didn't yeah. tune back. That was back. so long. I, I didn't tune back in until about June of this last year. Well, I loved Dorian. I loved Dorian and David, and now that they've got David flirting with Vicky, oh, I like so that great. dynamic, too. That's fabulous. But here's, and you know what I miss, too, is... is, is um, when they had, I don't know if he's not even on there, is Hank. 
in yeah. um, Nora, and they had the daughter. Hmm. Well, we haven't seen her in years, have we? Yeah, she's in jail, isn't she? Right. Well, I think she went to a mental institute. Oh, really? Well, and she had to do some time there, and the last I heard about her, she was out of the institute. I could be wrong, so please, you know, anybody listening, uh, go ahead and, and write me a note and let me know if that's at not DC the At dcatvfananline.com. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but but <laughs> it seems like to me that she she was responsible for killing someone, but she didn't go to prison. She went to some kind of um, uh, nut house. Okay. Yeah, because wasn't she on drugs or something when she did it, or maybe I'm was wrong. Was being drugged? I'm not sure. I'm, I cannot recall what it was. I just know that's the lady. Um, I believe that that's the woman that played that actress is the one that married Camar de los Reyes. Is that correct? No, it's not the same. Oh, I have my girls mixed up. Excuse me, Camar. I'm very sorry. Um, the, yes, the, sorry. the oh, we are butchering this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's okay. Well, now wrong. On, on General Hospital, Danielle, we since we haven't had your you on the podcast, you had mentioned the fact that you wanted to discuss Sonny and Kate. What's your thoughts on them? Okay, as everyone very well knows, I'm very vocal on the forums, and that's really surprising. I know, but um, I, uh, I Sonny and Kate, I actually are my new favorite couple. Because to me, Kate represents to him home, a part of his past that he, you know, didn't mind talking about, that he he loved the memories of her. And for the first time, she he's not really like, quote unquote, arguing with him like he did with Carly and Brenda and that. Yeah. And they're not challenging him all the time. Um, they actually can have a discussion without. They're equals. The yeah. And they're not he's fighting all the time. Like and, that. Right, and, and and she treats him like a human being, you know. And I think she's she a little embarrassed by her attraction to him, though. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't want to admit it. Right. Yeah. Well, I neither. I hide my head in shame on the forums now, just admitting <laughs> that I'm enjoying Sonny and Kate. <laughs> I know because for the first time, he's not going. You betrayed me. Blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, I hated him for so long. I just feel two faced. But it's, it's what okay. you call an evolution, a growing. Yeah, that we all have and I never through. expected that he would, and I certainly didn't think I would. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me well, both. Now that sort of actually leads me to another thing that just literally popped into my head, which we didn't have on our list of topics to discuss. But you know how about there's been rumors about whether or not Spinelli was Kate and right Sonny's kid. Not- which I well, hope he's not. Well, rumors had it that they were sort of backing away from that, and then, but now rumors have it that um, Rick Lansing's dad is connected to Kate, and I think it was you, Belinda, who was telling me that the, supposedly they're going to be lovers. What if Spinelli is a Lansing? Oh, wouldn't that be a trip? Oh, that. How do you explain that one? Well. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just What's saying, what if that well, is the case? What was drinking at the time? <laughs> I really would love to find out that Spinelli is Sonny and Lois Cirillo's love child. Oh, see, I want it to be Kate's because the th- I mean, you have you have a you have a, a character who has a stick so far up her ass she doesn't know what to do, and then you have Sonny who is the like mob father, and between the two of them, <laughs> the comedic opportunities of having a son like Spinelli and the 
the thought of Spinelli being at Thanksgiving dinner with Alexis's children and Michael and Matthew, the thought of him as an older brother Morgan. to all, or M- Michael and Morgan, the thought of his him as the oldest brother to all those kids, just <laughs> well, has so many possibilities. I actually see where the the comedic value of that could be, but uh, if if he's got to be Kate's, then why don't we make him not Sonny's? What if Kate left town all those years ago because of Deke? And uh, and Spinelli could be Deke and Kate's son. Deke. It's Sonny's abusive stepfather. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! Sonny never knew oh, why Tommy no. left town. Yeah. No. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. I, that's... I would. I would. I would say though. I would like it though. If if. if you know, maybe she hooked up with one of the Cirillos or something. I mean, if you wanted to go that way. But I sure. wouldn't mind it if he was Sonny and Kate's son, you know. But how would you explain? <laughs> Does she know about him? Does she keep Well, I, I honestly, I think I think it's very easily explained. She got pregnant with Sonny's kid, didn't want to keep the child's, um, be, or was scared to keep the child or tell Sonny about it. So she ran away and mm-hmm. she had the child gave it up for adoption or whatever, left it on some person's doorstep, and then went on to the rest of her life. And Spinelli ended up with his grandmother in Tennessee or wherever the hell it's at. And, and, and her, her grandma, and, and, and that's her mother, no? Well, well I don't know. Actually, if, yeah, well, I, I'm not saying that would have to be, she, the, the, his grandmother wouldn't necessarily even have to be related to Kate. I can just see no, where, based on the type of character she is, she could have left the kid on some doorstep at a, like an orphanage or something. A home for unwed mothers. Yeah. Um, the That's true. Yeah, with the, the religion, they play Sonny off as being Catholic, although they never say what uh, denomination he is. At the time Spinelli was born, it wasn't uncommon for uh, single mothers to still go to uh, homes for unwed mothers, and then their children were born there and given up to families for adoption, and they never saw him again. Well, and every time that, I mean, this last time when Alexis mentioned children to That was Kate, so out of line. That was the oddest thing I've ever heard her say, and that's saying something. The look on Kate's face was one of those things where you know that she has a kid somewhere. Be- before we run out of time, speaking of children, the Sam and Lucky are hooking up, or seem to be hooking up, because of the fact that he's upset over the fact that Elizabeth had an affair, and the fact that mm. the baby might or might not be his. I just hate for Lucky to get any more booty because he's an idiot. I like Lucky. He's as much of an idiot as Natalie is on One Life to Live. I I think so, too, and I'm so tired of that. Amen. Can't he just have all on its own credit? I don't know. What did you say, Danielle? No, I said they're writing him so badly. You know, like he's just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost using the word putz. Like he's just this, you know. He's a doofus. Yeah, I mean, he's a Spencer for crying out loud. I mean, the, the kid has, you know, the, the heart of his mother and the, the anger of his father. I mean, you know he what? Should... Yeah, what have, what do they say? Take that inner Spencer and bring it out. He should be able to see straight through Sam. He should be able mm-hmm. to see straight through her. Yeah, right. for him to be falling for that. And, you know, to... The way she gets up in men's space, she did the same thing to Rick, you know. All I can see is her and her actually getting lucky into bed and then climbing up off of her knees and blaming, mm-hmm. him, blaming him for taking advantage of her. Exactly. <laughs> I was, he did, yeah, I could just see that now. Could you just hear the speech? 
Oh yeah. Oh, you know, or, or and then know, she'll yes. and then she'll end up pregnant and be back on her knees thanking him for giving her the child <laughs> yes. she could never have. So love you, thank you. I just, I would, I don't know, I, I would like to have the Quartermains have their air, but mm-hmm. they seem so desperate about it. You know, like them blind. Hell, I'm desperate about it. This show needs to keep the Quartermains on this show Let's, at all costs. Uh, well, I may be desperate also, but I, it was saddened me to see how desperate-looking they came across. You know, right. and they blindsided Lulu on her birthday. Is there any chance that Why that would be- they ask her, you know? Well, because she's friends with them. But speaking but of Lulu, right. but speaking <laughs> of Lulu, Belinda, you had mentioned something about um, Lulu and Spinelli. You weren't liking where that's headed, I think. Oh, I know. She's just, she's like staking him in the heart. He's but got she's being honest. Well, yeah, she is being honest. But, you know, if she's going to take the biggest idiot award right away from Natalie, if she continues and gets mixed up with Logan. Oh, I just, see, I'm so loving him. That. The, the picnic oh, this yeah, last week yeah, yeah. was great. The picnic was great, but I was pissed off for liking it. Because <laughs> yeah, it was I like he was cheating for a second. I have to be honest with you. And then... For Coop to walk in on him macking all over Maxie, and you can argue that it was Maxie macking all over him. I don't care. Either way, he's the one that I'm holding responsible for that because he's supposedly falling in love with Lulu. And if I'm supposed to be all right with watching her open all up after the, her terrible relationship with Dylan, blah, 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 mm-hmm. except we know that that he's macking on her back. He doesn't mean it. It's all a ploy. I, Maybe I just, he's trying to fight his right. feelings. He should use a gun. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, <laughs> I mean, when, when the night before Maxie was getting her her heart, you know, pumped and st- whatever, you know. She was oh hospital, yeah. Well, I just want to know how did that happen before or after? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're running out of time, so I want to get real quick to um, night shift. Apparently, you guys have some theories on the paternity of Stan. What is that theory? Yes. I th- it's widely being rumored that perhaps uh, Epiphany in her wide, wild, groupy youth had a child with singer uh, Dubois, what, Toussaint Dubois or Dubois? Yeah. Yeah, Lando Calrissian. And that Stan right. is the um, byproduct of said wild rock and roll night. Ooh, that could be interesting, mm-hmm. except for the fact that apparently the actor who's portraying Stan, rumor has it, isn't very happy with it and wants I out. I hear he's leaving. I hear he's leaving, yeah. Right, me too. And I, I, I can't say I blame him. Well, I don't know what was wrong with the last two stands. The first one was very good. I don't know why they were. Yeah, I like it. I think you they just what? did it because yeah. he wasn't a name. This is true, too. Just somebody to have come come and go yes, now and again. Yes, but he was a face. He had a very lovely face. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did. And I, you know what? I have a theory about this show, and and maybe I'm wrong. And I said it in the forums, but I said that maybe this show is for so long we've been saying that General Hospital hasn't been written around the hospital, and they make right. this show, and I'm thinking they they're writing it crappy and they're doing it purposely so they can turn around and go, see, we told you if we written anything about the hospital, it'd be boring. I, you know, I have accused them of that before. I, I agree with you. I think that sometimes they do something like um, writing this entire theme. The virus story, I thought, was just right. the fact of that. 
was uh, their way of writing something about it. And when it bombed, so they could throw it in our face and say, leave us alone. You know, you like uh, Sonny and the Mob better. The ratings show it. Look what happened when we gave you what right. you wanted. Exactly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Put it past yeah, I wouldn't put it past them that they're doing that right now. I wouldn't. Although I am still enjoying Night Shift. I love the cinematography. I don't know what they're doing wrong, but it looks different than GH on the date, and I like the look to it. It's very slick. Uh, the lighting is wonderful. I just enjoy the look of it very much. Did you like the dance sequence the other night? Oh. Oh, come on. I did like the dance sequence. Now, you, you probably <laughs> knew I was going to say that because I think at any given moment, if you break out into a Grease song or something from the <laughs> musicals, it can really straighten. I do it in the grocery stores. I mean, oh, no. Sure. Just, well, oh, yeah, yeah. me and my husband do it. You know, when they they play a good song, we'll be dancing. But, you know, I don't hey. do it. And then Maxie's getting her, you know, dying dancing in the streets. Uh, well, I have been known to break into show tunes in the restaurant when okay. I'm, I'm having to wait a long time. So. Well, before hey, I saw, before I saw anybody the Lion King on Friday, I was singing the Circle of Life. So before yeah. any yeah. of either of you break into show tunes on this podcast, we're going to have to wrap it up. So, oh, folks, be, be sure to check out Belinda's column at ionsoaps.com. The view from the recliner's edge. We That's it's nice. a great read, and we want to Thank encourage you. everybody to check it out. Also, Thank send you. us your emails at dc at tvfanonline.com drop by the forums tvfanonline.com slash forums and if you have my a myspace profile add us as a friend at myspace.com slash tvfanonline danielle it's been a wonderful pleasure having you thank with you us for this having evening. me we'll nice have to do it again to nice talking to you honey so folks until next time so long good night everyone good night